if you love someone, tell them. Like, if you, it's like, bro, tell each other that. If, if someone means something, you tell them, let them know. Clock's on. Steve said, man, I appreciate you. And I was like, it literally made my world. I was like, wow. Wow. Like, man, that felt good. Be authentic. Don't just say things to say them. Be, be authentic with what you're saying. Find something. Find something. record this live um, try to sync it up I'm not really sure how it's gonna work I don't have all the equipment that I would like to have right now um, but we're gonna try to make it work with what we've got try to get some visual for you guys how's everybody doing man I miss you guys I miss uh, just social interaction in general I've been playing a lot of video games lately I've been teaching remotely I'm a middle school teacher I teach social studies and math and so I've been getting accustomed to teaching digitally presents its challenges obviously trying to connect with students trying to keep as much normalcy as possible I'm super grateful that I'm in a supportive district and that I'm in a position to be working from home um, I know a lot of people aren't working I have a buddy who works at Samuel's bar and grill um and I asked him, he can still work because he's a cook, but I asked him about, like, what about the waiters and waitresses and bartenders? And, and he just kind of shrugged and said, yeah, you know, a lot of people have applied for unemployment. And it's just crazy, man. It's just very real. And so I'm very fortunate. You know, a lot of people are fortunate, but a lot of people aren't so fortunate. It's just, it's a, it's a bizarre time. And I found myself kind of in a position or I can maybe help out a little bit, whether it's emotionally or financially or spiritually or whatever, man. I mean, I was just reflecting earlier this this past weekend and last week, and I emailed one of my teachers and I just said, thank you so much for just supporting me and helping me. And in high school, I, I got like a $50 gift card every Christmas-ish, right around that time of year. And, uh, it was like a, it was presented to me as, you know, you're a random, you're lucky. Wow. You won the drawing. Wow. Merry Christmas. You know, how lucky are you? You know, my sophomore year. And then I, and then I got it again, junior year. And by the time I was a senior, I got it again. And it was like, okay, wait a minute. It's not random. Like you guys know, I need the support. You know, I need a little pick me up. You know, I could use the resource, man. So it was very deliberate on their end. They supported me and they knew I needed it. And so they gave it to me. Whether or not I asked was a different story. Sometimes I did ask for help. Other times I didn't. And I just had people that were advocating for me and knew that I needed it. And so they did that. And now it's a quick turnaround for me, right? Because that was when I was 15, 16, 17 years old. And now I'm 25. And now I'm teaching middle school. Now I'm coaching high school football, right? I was just a high school player. Or I was just a middle school student and now I'm teaching middle school. Now I'm coaching football. Now I'm, now I'm responsible for helping support and mentor and inspire and et cetera. So it feels pretty crazy to me to be in this type of position where I'm, you know, responsible for giving the same type of leadership and guidance that I received. So I, I take it very seriously and it's, it's just super humbling and it just, it means a lot to me because like I said, I'm, it's a quick turnaround, man. And I could have went, I was a fencer is what, how I like to refer to myself. I was on the fence and I could have went on the right side or the wrong side. And I had a lot of good people helping kind of guide me and steer me and pull me back and, and, or push me to the right side or whatever. And sometimes people would let me fall on the wrong side and let me pick myself back up. And, and so now I'm in a position where that's my job and that's my responsibility. And I think one of the reasons why I did the podcast is because I wanted to t kind of take that a step further and know that my job is to obviously mentor and support and teach my students, right? And my the kids that play for me or play on the teams that I coach. Um, but I want to take that a step further. Like I have friends and family in Portland, Oregon, Aloha, Oregon, Beaverton. I have, you know, my grandma Shelda in Redfield, um, South Dakota, I have family and I just moved from um, New Jersey to back home to Oregon. I've got, you know, aunts and uncles in West Palm Beach. So I just feel like for me, I just want to 
do more, I guess. It's like, obviously I've, I got to focus on my, you know, my students and my circle that's close to me at home. I got a lot of work to do in my own local community, but for me, it, it goes much beyond that. And, uh, so yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, so I'm kind of dealing with that, just navigating the digital landscape, trying to be supportive to students. The thing that's tough is that, you know, we have students, we're giving them all this information, all this work, all this access to all this information. It's kind of like information overload. And I'm actually a student right now too at the University of Southern Maine. And so I'm on kind of both ends where I'm receiving a lot of this information from my teachers because I got homework and I have essays that are due and stuff like that. And then I'm also giving students this information. So I'm kind of in the middle of it. And it's overwhelming, I think, on both ends. And the tough part is some students want more, right? Like some students um, are constantly looking for engagement or that maybe, you know, we give them a bunch of resources and they, and they complete them all. They complete a week's worth of stuff in a day. And they're like, I want more. And which is awesome. Like we want to support those students and, and kind of get them going and let them run and be creative and, and do hands-on projects at home and things like that. But then you have other students who are overwhelmed by the work. And so it's sort of a beast, man. You have to find balance and you have to individualize and differentiate and sort of make it meaningful to each student. And some of these kids are supporting their families. You know, some of these kids are raising their younger siblings. Some of these kids are the parents at home, right? So each, each situation is different. And then on top of that, we're all dealing with our own stuff as well. So I think for me, it's just about taking care of each other right now, man. I had that type of support in middle school and in high school. And sometimes I straight up ask for it. Hey, I need an extension on this paper. Hey, I'm going to be a few minutes late today. Or hey, can I go talk to the guidance counselor? Sometimes I didn't ask for it and I received it anyway. So I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is just take, let's take care of each other, man. Let's check on each other. Um, ask for help if you need it. I've had people um, reach out to me and ask for help and I've been able to help them or maybe I haven't been able to help them, but I've been able to connect them with someone else or to help facilitate or maybe not and maybe just hear them out and just let them sort of think out loud or process and just be upset and just be an ear to somebody too. So I think that's important right now, man. I mean, it's always important. It's always important to help each other out. But I think right now it's, it's, it's crucial. I mean, it's critical. We really gotta, we really gotta take care of each other, man. And so like for me personally, I was, if this was, if this was going on in 2010 or 2005, or I would have been a person that needed help as a student, as a, as a young man, as a, college student as a boy, like I would have been like, Hey, I need help. I would have been asking for help and I know I would have received it. So right now you're in a position as a student or as a man, or as a woman, as a young boy, as a young girl, whatever, you got to ask for help if you need it. Good things come to those who ask and you got to ask for help. And if you're, if you need help, you got to ask. And if you're in a position to, to help, you got to give help and you got to you know, be supportive. And I think we have to, as a society, I think here, this is bigger, but we have to not be so prideful and ashamed. And I think that starts with not like being, excuse me, take a step back, back. That starts with not shaming people, right? Because we're all hungry. Like we all, we all get cold. Like we all get hot. We all have we all need clean water. We all need to be clean. We all need, we all like good music. So why do we like food shame people? Like I have students who I know they're maybe not getting a full meal or they're not whatever. And it's like, you hungry? You want something to eat? No, nah, I don't want to eat. It's like, when did eating become not cool? Or when did that become, I, I used to get made fun of in middle school. Sophia's pizza. Shout out to Sophia's. And again, I used to make fun of kids in middle school too. So I'm not trying to play the, oh, I was, you know, I had it so rough. I mean, I did. There were moments where it was tough. There was almost moments where there was also moments where I was a jerk too. So I got food shamed. I would eat chicken wings. I still do. I eat them to this day. And I, I would eat the whole thing. I would eat every little and I'd break it apart and I would eat and I would leave nothing. And my friends would make fun of me for it and be like, oh, what are you poor? You know, I was like, yeah, I am poor. Like, yeah, I 
don't want to waste the food. I mean, what, why is that? A, how are you making fun of me for that? I don't even get it. And I'm not wearing the sweatshirt now, but I had a sweatshirt. It was a Patriot sweatshirt. I still have it. I bought it in seventh grade and I intentionally bought it like two or three sizes too big and I still wear it. So it makes sense. I made the right decision back in middle school, but I used to get made fun of all the time for wearing the sweatshirt all the time. And it was clean. I washed it, but it was my sweatshirt. But as a society, and I took a class a couple years ago, philosophy of work or something. And it was one of the most fascinating classes I ever took. And as a society, we are constantly buying new shoes, new hats, new glasses, new stuff, new watches or phones before the old stuff is outdated or worthless. Like we are constantly buying new shoes before we really even need them or before we even really have exhausted the initial product. Like we just waste, we just have so much excess stuff. And I, I mean, I don't even want to get into, sure, we got, we got time. Uh, but like the amount of food that we waste and the amount of um, clothing that we waste and just the amount of stuff that we just consume and I was just talking to one of my buddies who's in retail and he was telling me how he works at a local CVS, Rite Aid, and pe these people are coming in and they're shopping for hair supplies and for uh, lipstick and remote control cars and, and stuff that's not really super important. And I get if you're like a blogger or vlogger and you need that stuff to make a living, I guess, but it's like we're just consuming and even amidst all this stuff, it's still like, give me all the toilet paper, give me all the ammunition or the rifles or the, the gimme, gimme, gimme so I can get mine and I can protect mine. And it's like, what are we doing guys? What are we doing? We're not using the bathroom anymore now. Maybe, I mean, maybe, I don't, I don't know, but I just think it's a, it's a systemic thing where we're just super selfish and it's appropriate sometimes to be selfish, but we have to help each other out, man. I wrote down a couple of uh, learning targets. So every class we tie what we're teaching to certain standards and strands and yada, yada, yada. But basically we have to kind of break things down into student-friendly language. So if we're doing, like if it's a language arts class and we're doing analysis and we're reading and we're citing sources and primary and secondary sources or whatever, we might, the standard is pretty wordy sometimes, but so we might break it down into student-friendly language and just say something like, I can cite my sources or something like, you know, I can provide evidence with my analysis or, you know, some, something like that. But we, we put, we put it in a student-friendly language. So I've created some goals for the podcast today. Like what's the point of this ramble? Um, and let me just grab those. So the first one, is I can say five kind things to myself and to others. So I've wrote them down here, but I gotta find <laughs> I gotta find a way to flip this. Um, so the first one is I can find five kind things to say to myself and or others. So five total things. Um, and the reason I put myself first is because we collectively, we all all of us, every single one of us, needs to practice positive self talk, um, and we need to do it regularly. We need to do it often. We need to do it all the time. An example of this is I just bought a new video game a few weeks ago, MLB The Show, and I love it, and I've been playing it a lot, and it's a lot of fun. And I've been striking out a lot in the game because I suck, but there it is right there. I just said, I suck. No, no, no. You have to retrain your brain to say like, ah, I'm not great yet, okay, but I'm working on it. Or, or you can, you know, you could say I suck now, but I'm get you have to find a way to, 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 state it positively. You have to find a way. Um, I was talking to Chris and Joe, my producers, the legends themselves, and and Joe, or excuse me, Chris is reading a book written by Dr. Aziz. We're going to try to get him uh, on the show, actually. Um, but this guy wrote a book about self-talk and self-awareness, and I think, I haven't read the book yet. Joe can, excuse me, Chris can get more into that um, when we have him on, and hopefully when we have the author on himself, but it's about basically from what I've gathered, being in control of your thoughts and being very purposeful with, with what you're saying specifically to yourself. Um, and Chris and I were talking about 
how often do we beat ourselves up or say like, I'm not good enough or I can't do this or people will make fun of me if, or they'll laugh at me when. So that's that own inner voice. We got to find a way to suppress that voice. And I'm not saying be arrogant or cocky or, you know, I'm the man, I'm the man, but we have to have a little bit of balance there because that other voice that's telling us that you're not good enough, you're not the man, you're that voice is it, the volume for whatever reason is turned up so much louder than the other voice that says, man, I'm pretty good at this. Or wow, I'm, I have a natural talent for this. Or wow, I'd like to explore that a little bit more. Or I'd like to be creative in this way. We have to turn that positive voice up and turn the negative voice down. I'm not saying mute one or the other, because I think you need both kind of checking and balancing yourself at times, but you've got to find a way to be positive with yourself. Um, take some pressure off yourself. I've had to do that a bunch these past few weeks, especially teaching remotely. I'm worried about my students. I'm worried, are they all getting what they need from a content standpoint, from like a food and water standpoint, like just from everything. It's just like, oh my, and at a certain point, you've got to just let yourself know, hey, I'm doing the best I can with what I have. I'm leaning on my resources. I'm asking for help when I need it. I'm giving help when I can give it, right? I'm being supportive when I can be and I'm and I'm getting supported when I need to be. That balance, Um that's the big thing is balance, finding the balance. I'm trying to find it every day. I'm trying to be more consistent too. So please don't think I'm pre like I'm preaching or lecturing. I guess that's the nature of this podcast. But it's so funny because I say it to my dad all the time. I'd roll my eyes and say, you know, stop lecturing me. Stop lecturing me. And now I have students that are literally rolling their eyes at me saying, Mr. Johnson, stop lecturing me. And it's funny. I guess that's one of the reasons why I made this show it's, it's because I love to talk and uh, I'll talk to ears off an elephant if I have to speaking of elephants we will get to you know what in a little bit anyways uh, number two this is a big one and I really thought about the language here carefully um, Sarah laughed at this language she said this is funny the way that you said it because I set the bar pretty low I set the bar pretty low because when we talk about goals they got to be realistic and they want you want them to be challenging, which this is definitely going to be challenging for a lot of us, okay? But they also have to be realistic, okay? I can't say like, all right, I'm going to run 10 miles in an hour. Like, no, I'm not. That's crazy. So set realistic, attainable goals, but also set challenging goals. So number two is I can be reasonably decent to others. And in parentheses, I put online, okay? So I can be reasonably decent to others online. So you kind of have to define the term reasonable. Like what does reasonable mean? And actually I will pull it up right now in real time. And then also what does the term decent mean? Okay, so the term reasonable is fair and sensible. Okay, so just appropriate or moderate. So I'm not asking for anybody to be like unreasonable or, you know, just be status quo, just be practical, right? Just be logical. That's a pretty realistic or attainable bar to set, I think. Okay. And then the second definition here is decent, which the technical definition is conforming with generally accepted standards of respectable or moral behavior. So being reasonably decent why don't you take like 10 seconds, 15 seconds. This is the teacher. I mean, why don't you take some time to turn and talk to a neighbor? Okay. Turn and talk to a neighbor about what you think it means to be reasonably decent. I'll give you some time here. Reasonably decent. Pause if you need to, if you need more time to process. But for me, the term reasonably decent means just that. Just be like, okay. Try not to insult somebody's intelligence, right? Try not to curse at somebody. This is a big one for me. I'm trying, I love to curse. They're one, I tell my students all the time, some of my favorite words are curse words, but I don't use them at Thanksgiving dinner at grandma's table, right? Or I don't use them in class. I don't use them in certain contexts. Well, in other contexts, I, I use them very deliberately, right? I, I, 
I purposefully say swears to emphasize a point or to bring attention to a certain phrase or whatever. Okay. But being reasonably decent means like stick to what someone's saying. Okay. And the reason I put online in parentheses is because right now, a lot of our interaction, if not all of it is online or through a digital platform, whether it's FaceTime, messenger, texting, email, whatever. So we have to be reasonably decent to each other online because otherwise you lose the validity of anything that you're trying to say. You have to be reasonably decent. This isn't a, this isn't optional, right? And I, and I caution, I don't mean, I don't want to have any ultimatums for anybody, right? Cause that's what we're trying to avoid is, you know, blanket statements or we all have to do there. You all got to do that. But it's like, I think we can all agree that we have to be reasonably decent. Okay. And I'm the first to admit that there have been times that I'm not reasonably decent. I take something someone says and I twist it or I, I call them out for misusing a word or misspelling something or, um, I, I'm manipulative sometimes and I try to maybe gaslight, maybe sometimes make, make them question their own argument or, insinuate that they don't know what they're talking about or that they're uneducated. I'm the first to admit that I do this in my own life online. Um, we have to be reasonably decent. You have to be able to communicate and talk with people and agree to disagree. We've lost the ability to do that. We've, as, as a culture, as a society, as, as humans, we've lost the ability to agree to disagree. It is okay to not be on the same page as someone. My brother is a New York Yankees fan and he's a New York Giants fan. I'm the biggest, I've got Patriots and Celtics. I'm the biggest New England fan ever. And you couldn't be fundamentally, fundamentally more opposed or different than the Red Sox and the Yankees. And it's like, it's okay. Like Derek Jeter, Oh, he's a great baseball player. Like right here, man. Tip my friggin' cap to Gina. He's a hell of a ball player. Was he overrated? I don't think so. I think he was great. I think he's fantastic. Okay. I don't know that the the flip play was a fundamentally sound baseball play. I don't, I mean, I don't want to get into it, but my point is, is that I can agree to disagree on certain things. Okay. I can agree, and I get that there are some things that are bigger than baseball, right? But at the end of the day, we all want to be warm enough. We all want to be well-fed. We all like listening to, to music that we enjoy. We all like spending time with friends and family. You know, we all like to do things that we like to do. So I just have a hard time when people are not being reasonably decent to each other online. There was a kid the other day. He posted on Facebook. Um... We just recently became Facebook friends again. We were actually friends on Facebook many years ago, or MySpace maybe. And he said something, I can't remember what it was, but we were we got into it. We got into like a, a Facebook fight or whatever. This was years ago. And we've just recently reconnected. And uh, I don't remember what the fight was about. It doesn't really matter. But we are pretty much on the opposite side, like Red Sox, Yankees, on a lot of different things. And he made a post the other day about how this particular group of people was, man, they're violent, disgusting, whatever. And it was just like, he had so many positive, valid, factual things within his argument, within that, within that text, there was a ton of legitimate, well-stated, well-thought-out, well-defended points, okay? But the first two or three sentences, we are, were not reasonably decent by any means, okay? And he lost his argument. Now, of course... A reasonable and decent man. I'm kidding, but well, no, I'm not kidding. But anyways, I combed through it and I was like, dude, you lost everybody, man, at the beginning. Why'd you have to say all that stuff? Why couldn't you just be reasonably decent? And then we could have a conversation. And we did. We had a conversation and we processed through. And by the end of it, we were loving each other's comments. And it was like we were hand in hand hugging and it was wonderful. And my point doesn't start with immigration or where you fall on abortion or where you fall on government assistance or SNAP or TANF or where you fall on 
big pharma or business or the little guy, like none of that matters because just like in tennis, we don't pick up a racket for the first week and a half. Like I tell the kids, don't bring your racket, just bring a pair of sneaks and bring, you know, snack, bring a water bottle and just bring yourself, bring a, bring a positive mindset because we're going to do everything but tennis. We're going to get to know each other. We're going to watch a movie. Maybe we'll go, we'll eat dinner together. We'll play some Frisbee or we'll play a different type of game. Um, but don't even touch your racket. A lot of times in Maine, when the spring season starts, there's snow everywhere too. So, um, but the point is, is that we can't do anything as a team until we, we understand that, Hey, we're all in this together. Um, and we all need to be pulling in the same direction because if we have a couple guys here that are playing singles or a couple doubles partners over here that don't want to play together, none of this is going to work. Okay. So we don't even touch our rackets until we are under, we have an understanding that, Hey, this is, this is bigger than tennis. Like this is about us being on the same page. And, and that way too, and we do the same thing in football. Like we have like, we'll have, you know, film or we'll have seven on seven where we'll try to, you know, get guys together in an, an informal sort of setting. My senior year, we hiked a mountain together. Okay. And then we went swimming together and we, and we went to Pat's Pizza and we did a bunch of things together. So one of the things that we do and I do, and like as a teacher, same thing, right? In the classroom, we, we don't, we don't open a book for the first week, two weeks. I mean, we're outside, we're walking, we're talking, we're throwing a ball around. We're in the gym shooting hoops. We're, we're getting to know each other. We're building that climate. Now, I'm not saying that you need to go out and like play speedball for a week with your neighbor or anything like that, especially not right now. But what I am saying is that we can't accomplish anything as a team, okay, until we understand that that's what we are, is we're a team, okay? I don't expect everybody in tennis to play singles. Some are doubles. Some are singles. Some are going to be JV forever. Some are going to be JV for like a match and then they're going to be varsity. Some guys are going to play in college. Some guys won't. Some guys, I mean, it's like, but we're all in this team together and we all have to embrace our various roles within that team. Okay. But we have to understand that we're a team. So whether you're a singles player, or doubles player, whether you're a left guard or a, or a nose tackle in football, or you're a punter or you're a scout team guy, whether you're in a history class and you love history and you raise your hand at every single question or whether you're the kid that hopes you never get called on, you're a part of that community. And so as a society, we're all on a team. Whether we want to be, whether we're on a team, we're, on, we're, we're in this together. Think about it in a local community or you know, as a country, as a, as a New England, right? As a, as a world, we are, on, we are here together. Okay. Whether you signed up for it or not, doesn't matter. You're here. So we have got to find a way collectively to turn up certain volumes and turn down certain. We got to turn up the positive volume and turn down the negative one a little bit. I'm not saying mute any one. Don't la la la. Don't pretend it doesn't exist because it does, but we have to refocus ourselves a little bit. And what better time to do that than right now to sort of reorient yourself? Where am I at? Where have I been? Where am I going? Like, let's like, let's assess this thing. There's it's a negative situation right now, man, but we've got to find some sort of silver lining. We've got, we've got to. And the reason I say we've got to with this sort of urgency is because like the clock's on, man. We've talked about it in some of these first episodes. I've talked about my friends, man. I've talked about it. Um, we're coming up on, I mean, it's March, April, May, June, July. It's like, for me, it's been a year. I've had, a, I've only had three episodes. It's like, man, don't blink because you might miss it. It's like the clock's on, guys. We got to get going. We got to get going now. Um, my third point is I can defend my stance. Okay. So when I was a kid, I still am a kid. I'm a big kid. Um, I would, I would have batting stances. I'd say, look, I'm like, uh, Jason Veritek, or look, I'm like Manny Ramirez, or Gary Sheffield, and I'd wag my bat around, or look, I'm, this is a combination of like A-Rod's feet, and Manny's arms, and Albert Pujols' hips, and whatever. And, uh, my dad would say like, you know, pick your own stance, dude. Have the, have the Sam Johnson stance, or whatever. And, uh, I would. 
But I would always say, well, no, I have, you know, Hideki Matsui's hands up here because he keeps his wrist inside or, or I like having my chin here because my eyes are focused. I would always be able to defend the, the literal stance that I was using. I could always find a way to justify or defend the stance. Some of it was, was BS. A lot of times, though, I could justify it through evidence, okay? Um, and I could say, well, Ichiro had 262 hits, man, and he won the MVP as a rookie. Pretty sure that happened. Pretty sure Ichiro won the MVP as a rookie, and I'm pretty sure it was 04. My point is, is that I could defend my stance no matter what. So you have, and I think it's so important, guys, especially right now, we talk about fake news, alternative facts. It's so important right now, man. We've got to be able to defend our narrative. We have to be able to defend what we're saying or what we're talking about. We can't just say things. It has real world implications. It has real world consequences. Your words impact people positively and negatively, and you have to understand that. You're very, we're all very powerful people, okay? So we got to use that for good. Sarah's Grammy, my Grammy, she gave me a uh, Christmas present a couple years ago, and it said, it's Spider-Man. With great power comes great responsibility. Very good. I know you said that out loud. I can say five kind thanks to myself and others. I can be reasonably decent. And I can defend my stance. I think that's pretty realistic. I think that's pretty, pretty reasonable to ask of all of us, of ourselves. I joined this community, this network community. I was talking about that video game I was playing earlier. There's a, um, a group on Facebook. It's a private group. It's an MLB network group or whatever for the video game. And I'm in it. And I've had some of the most meaningful, personal, intimate conversations with people that I've never even met on this website because we have a shared connection with this video game and baseball. Um, and it's just really cool to be dialed into this community of people in this network. And I've had, like I said, I've had some personal conversations with these people over the last few weeks. I've connected with this group, this community more than I have my own friends, my own family. Like this has become my friends and family. And I think it's important to like find a network of people that you trust and that are supportive. And, but with that, I haven't had, it hasn't been all sunshines and rainbows on this, on this particular group because there's like troll, you know, and you guys know, right? There's trolls and I troll sometimes. We all do. I think we all, and that's why it's so important to be reasonably decent because if we're all on the same page that we're being reasonable to each other, then we're all going to assume positive intent. It's hard. It's hard to understand somebody's tone when you can't see them or hear them when you're texting or when you're messaging. So some people are just messing around. Some people are being serious. Some people, you know, are desperate for help or for, and so you don't know where people are at. It's just so important to be thoughtful about interacting with people. We, I got into it the other day with this kid. I made a comment. I was intentionally trolling him. He made a comment about the hitting mechanics on the game. It was like, it, the game was broken, basically. It's the equivalent of someone like missing a shot in basketball and saying like, is this a regulation basketball? Or are these rims, you know, proper size? I say stuff like that all the time. I'm just fooling around. And I was just fooling around with this kid. He pretty much said, is the game broken? Like, I can't do anything on it. And I said, well, maybe you just aren't very good and you need to practice. So I was intentionally being a wise ass. And he called me out and said, play me for it. You know, and I was like, listen, I don't really want to play. And I was like, oh, you, you know, you chickened out. And I got called out and I was like, okay, here we go. Yeah, you got me. I was being a troll, blah, blah, blah. But it got pretty intense to the point where like other people were jumping in and then it started to get a little personal because people are clicking on people's profiles and they're starting to look through people's professions and relationships and talking about people's fathers and mothers and wives. And it's just like, Eh, okay, let's let's just let's just be careful because let's be reasonably decent. Okay, so let's just stick to like the argument or like let's stick to the the text that somebody said. Let's not let's try to keep it with with that, and then let's try to be able to defend what we said um, and just be reasonable. And I and I admitted to the kid. I said, listen, I was 
being a weasel. I was intentionally trying to get you going. I apologize. I don't mean, like, I genuinely don't mean to be a jerk. I truly apologize. Um, let's just cut our losses. It's no big deal. You know, we're talking about a video game here. It's not, it's not worth getting personal and getting all mad at each other. Cause now I'm sweating. I mean, physically, I'm like sitting there on my phone and it's just like, whoa, wait a minute. It's, it's three in the afternoon. Like what, what am I, where am I right now? Why am I so caught up in this interaction? That's not even really all that important. And it's super negative. So I just said to the kid, look, I apologize. My bad. And then, you know what I did? This is one of the most beautiful things I've ever done in my life. And I, it was the, I think really the first time I've ever done it. And I clicked those three little dots at the next to the notification. And I turned off the notifications for the whole thread. And anyone that knows me knows I love to, I love to do this and I love to engage whether it's productive and positive, or if it's like intentionally sort of wise assery, if you will. Um, I just, I love people. I love interaction with people, whether it's like purposeful or not. And, but this particular one wasn't worth my time. It wasn't worth my energy. It wasn't worth anybody else's either. So I said, look, I'm sorry. I admitted I was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. And I turned off the notifications and then you know what happened? Nothing. Cause I didn't get any more notifications. Sun came up the next morning, set that evening. All was well. And I don't, I mean, it's all good. So like letting stuff go, picking and choosing your spots. That's something that I've been practicing and I've been doing. I've been feeling really good about it the past few weeks, months, trying to, trying to put it all together. Um, another interaction I had actually in this same group was this kid. He posted a picture about his team. You have a, a diamond dynasty team, right? And you post a picture of your lineup and you can have players from now or like the old days you unlock different cards. And so you can have like Millie, w Willie Mays, excuse me, and Mookie Betts and, David Ortiz and all these different players from different teams and different eras on this, on the same team. And you also can create a player and create his name and his likeness and his height and weight and all that stuff. And, uh, this kid posted a picture of his team and said, Hey guys, what do you think of my team? And his created player, I want to make sure that I'm saying this right. His created player, his first name was Nate, N-A-T-E. And his last name was Higgers, H-I-G-G-E-R-S. This was this kid's name and he posted this picture. Now, I don't know if he intentionally, well, he clearly very, very deliberately posted the picture to the website that has almost 15,000 members in it now. Um, it's a private group, but it's very public. It's on Facebook. And so he posted this picture with like Yadier Molina and David Ortiz. And then his second baseman was this guy named Nate, last name H-I-G-G-E-R-S. And someone, and I, I mean, he posted it like one minute ago and then, you know, it's like there's a, there's a million people, in, not a million, 15,000 people in the group. So there's always feedback like constantly. So a couple of likes, a couple of comments, like, wow, good team. Wow. This is great. And then someone said, whoa, you know, that, that your created player is a little suspect. And I literally like, I started sweating. I'm a nervous sweater. And I started, I'm like wait a minute, like whether it was intentional or not, whether it, it was trying to be subtle or not, what the fuck is going on? And I, I commented and I said, admin, admin of this group needs to not only remove the post, but you need to remove this particular person from the group and you need to, you know, kind of act accordingly. This is, this is inappropriate. This is blatant racism. This is like the worst type of thing. And this particular person, like put them over here. Like, okay, that's an issue, right? We have a blatantly racist, um, bad person. Okay. Then over here, you've got a comment section and thread of people who might not even know or didn't even really look through or did and real and said, eh bigger fish to fry or mm, I've seen worse and then kept scrolling or made a comment and said, wow, that's, that's pretty distasteful or whatever that guy said. He said, that's pretty suspect or something. 
And so in real time, the, the comments are opening and, and kind of flooding through. And I commented to the kid and I said, wow, that's putting it, that's, that's being pretty generous by saying, wow, that's, that's not a very nice thing to say. Or, geez, that's pretty suspect. Like, suspect is someone that you assume or that you anticipate, like, might be in some suspicious activity or something like that. There's nothing uh, speculative about that. It's right there. The created player is right there in your face. And so, I mean, this brought out a pretty real response. I clicked on the kid's profile, and I'm not even joking. He went to Farmington, Maine. <laughs> it's not funny. I don't know why I'm laughing. I'm not. It's not funny. He goes to U of F. And I'm sitting there like, are you kidding me? Because it happens all the time. You guys probably do it. You see a comment and you click on the profile or you're on Instagram or you're wherever and you kind of like snoop around. And uh, so I'm snooping on this kid's profile and I'm like, wow, he's from Maine. He went to Farmington. Like I have friends and family that go to Farmington right now or have been or I'm like, he's from Maine. How many other people in the group are like, take everything out of it. What he said was wrong, but now he's making me, now I have personal stake because now I'm a Mainer and he's, I'm like, hold the phone. So I at the kid and I said, wait a minute, pump the brakes. You're, you know, you're fucking wrong. This is wrong. This is awful. And he, and he works at Sunday river and he works for his dad's construction. I mean, it's all public. It's all right there. And I'm going, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who cares about his team? Who cares about his, his catcher or his starting lineup or his pitching staff? Who cares about his kid's bullpen? He's a loser. And he's right here in me. He's in our backyard. Or we like, and that's a big deal. But for me, the bigger deal is like, yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, there's just bad people in the world. But no, 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 no. That's not the issue. The issue is when like a good person, a good person does nothing. And it sounds so cliche like, Good people can't stand by and do nothing. But like, to me, that is what I take exception to. The other, and I messaged the kid. I said, dude, I, I commented on, on one of his pictures or one of his statuses because everything was open and public. And I said, hey man, I just, I wasn't sure if you knew what you said or if it was intentional or it must've been because you have to sit there and type in each, you don't randomly get assigned a, a, a name. I mean, you have to create his height, his weight, his batting stance. Is he a switch hitter? Does he play left field, right field? I mean, it, it takes a lot of time to customize a character. Um, so it was very thought out. It was very premeditated. It wasn't like, oh, I made a bad mistake. It wasn't like he was drunk or he was, oh, I did this. It's like, no, no, no. You had to not only sit down for hours at a time and create this player and then accumulate. So you start out with like a bronze player or whatever. Like you're like a 60 overall out of 100. And then you add cards upgradable. So then you might draw like a David Ortiz 99 overall card. So I might put that card into my created player to give him better hitting stats. So this kid had to like over time, build up his guy, build up this player, this Nate character all the time. Boom. So it's like, not only did he make bad judgment, but then he, he continued and continued and continued to make a, a decision over and over and over and somehow normalize it in his brain that that's okay. And when I called him out on it, he doubled down and, and referred to me as a snowflake. And I was like, yeah, I am a snowflake. If I, if I get this upset about this type of dialogue and this type of narrative being normalized, yeah, I am a snowflake because that is unacceptable. There's no realm that that is appropriate. There's just no, it's just, it's, it's wrong. And for me, what's more wrong is when people scroll by or they, or they don't say anything. I, I'll never forget. It's funny because I live about a hundred yards from the Home Depot that this happened. And I was in a Home Depot when I was a kid and I'll never forget. My dad and I had a bunch of, uh, wood, a bunch of materials, whatever, right at Home Depot. And we were standing in line and there was a guy in front of us and he was being the biggest jerk. He was, he was yelling at this woman, a young woman and no, oh, why didn't you have you? I have already been here twice this week and this is ridiculous. Blah, blah, blah. And he was like cursing at her and he was making, he was being mean to her. And I thought, geez, that guy's going to be a dick. And my dad, I must've been six or seven. My dad said to the guy, he said, aren't you some kind of a rude prick? And this guy was a big construction, stereotypical bald. I've been here three times this week. And my dad, now he's a little bit more 
gentle. But at the time, I mean, he was still a rugged guy, but my dad, he was smaller than this guy. And I remember my dad pretty much looking him right in the eyes and saying, aren't you some kind of a rude fucking prick? And the guy looked down at my dad like, I could flick you like a bug, little man. But he he, he didn't have anything to say. He was like, uh, he just got called out in the moment in real time on the way he was behaving in no context, digitally, whether it's a joke, whether it's face-to-face, there's zero context where that type of behavior is tolerable. So we have to be more intolerant to seeing that type of stuff. And I'll be honest, and I'll and I'll touch on it a little bit about Brady. I get more upset about him going to Tampa than I do about seeing some of these interactions. And I'm starting to realize the hypocrisy in that and that I get more upset about um, trivial, non-important issues like if a kid's rank on the show is legitimate or if he posted a picture fake it's like why why don't i channel my energy towards something more productive and purposeful and i just so that it's not even with the kid his name's riley davenport riley it's not if you're listening i'm sorry for you i'm sad for you but i'm not even mad at you bro i swear to god i'm not even mad at you i'm more mad at the at the tens and hundreds and maybe even thousands of other people that saw that post or the admins that, that didn't do anything or that just removed it and didn't remove you from the group or that just said, eh, well, whatever. Or, or the good guy that did nothing. That, that's, that's the biggest thing for me. And another thing is too, is like, none of us are perfect. Like, I have said racist things. I've thought racist things. I, I'm not perfect. It's about acknowledging that and then trying to overcome it and learn from it and be better from it. Okay. Nobody's perfect. I'm not saying that, but we have to, we have to raise the bar a little bit for ourselves. We have to raise the bar a little bit for each other. We have to, we have to, it's just, it's inappropriate, man. It's unacceptable. My, my good friend, my good friend posted a a status on Facebook the other day said, Oh, so now we're just blatantly racist towards Chinese people. Like, and it was sad because, and I, I apologize. I said, man, I'm sorry. Like, I apologize, Chi, that that happens. And I apologize for my role in it because there have been times where I've laughed at a joke that's inappropriate. We all have. And that, I mean, there are some contexts where it's appropriate and there are some that are inappropriate. But the underlying issue is that we collectively, eh, whatever, and we particularly white dudes. Okay. So I'm not trying to say the white man's a bad man. Well, we got to just, we got to look in the mirror and we got to have an honest assessment about our role. And we just got to, we just got to be thoughtful. We got to be reasonably decent. That's all I'm saying. I apologize to my buddy. And I just said, dude, I'm so sorry that this happens. And I pretty much said, but my issue is, isn't with the person that's posting blatantly racist things. It's with the people that don't say anything or do anything. It's for the people in Home Depot who don't call out the guy or woman for being wrong or for, for saying the wrong thing. This is a true story. The other day, my mom, without getting into it a ton, I mean, we all have, you know, mental stuff. We go through physical stuff as we get older, as things happen in our lives, traumatic experiences. And my mom has been through a lot of stuff in her life. And uh, she's dealing with a lot of stuff, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And uh, she posted a picture online and I I happened to be up. I was up late at night and, and she, you know, just posted it just now. And I remember I saw the picture and I was like, geez, mom, you know, I love you. You're the most beautiful woman I've, I've ever seen in my life. Oh, I love my mother. And, but I was like, yeah, maybe, 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 uh, try a couple more, you know, you know, but I loved it. I love reacted the photo. And I said, mama, I love you. You're beautiful. I love you. So I, and I, and she posted like one or two in the morning. And so. I had interacted with it first. So anytime someone liked or commented or anything on that particular photo, I received a notification. So the following day, following morning, you know, so-and-so, oh, you look great, Kathy. Oh, I love you. This is great. I'm at a football meeting and, you know, we're talking, we're talking X's, we're talking O's. We're getting things dialed in. Um, And also, I got promoted. I am the associate head football coach. Not the head football coach, but I am the associate head football coach at Westbrook High School. 
It's pretty sweet. It's got a pretty good ring to it. I love it. Um, but so I'm at a football meeting and we're talking X's and O's and I'm getting notifications from this photo. And I hadn't been able to check it for a few hours because I was at the football meeting. So I dialed it in and my aunt and my, my aunts and my cousins and my Nana are like, are like bullying my mom straight up. At first, I couldn't figure out what was going on. I'm like, wait a minute, this is, what's happening? I'm reading the comments and I'm a big lover, reactor and liker and haha. And I try to, you know, sad or wow or angry. I try to be as interactive as I can be. And I'm looking down through these and I'm loving the nice ones. And then I get to a couple that like kind of aren't so nice. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's not super nice. And I also though had a, had the same sort of reaction like maybe this isn't the best photo but like still you don't you don't pick on someone and so the 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 thing that struck me as I'm reading through these comments I'm standing in my classroom after the football meeting and they're like oh this is this isn't a great picture blah 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 why didn't you post a different one and then my aunt started to post a picture my mom had a hat on in the photo and then my aunt posted a picture of her in a hat and was like oh look I posted a good picture too and it was like in that moment I was like, that is so wrong. My mom is like, my, first of all, she's my mother and I love her and I would do anything for her, but she's also going through some shit. So if you could just like give her a little pat on the back and not pick on her, that'd be kind of nice. Or just say nothing. That would be an appropriate time to say nothing and move on, right? There's a time where that's inappropriate and there's a time when it's totally appropriate. Pick and choose your freaking spots, people. Be thoughtful. Be thoughtful. Be reasonably decent. So, they're picking on my mom. They're posting silly pictures. Oh, look. I'm, this is a good picture of me, too. Whew. I was pissed. I was really pissed. And I wanted to make sure that they all knew that it was inappropriate and that I was pissed. So, I added my nana, my aunts, my cousin, who my cousin didn't say anything, okay? But she had ha ha, ha 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 ha. She was that kid in the lunchroom going, fight, 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 fight. But I didn't touch anybody. I didn't say nothing. I didn't do anything. Why do you, uh, uh, showing you their palms. What? I didn't. No, you're complicit. That's worse. You did nothing. You did nothing. Okay. That's worse. So I added them all. Right live, real time. At Nana, at Auntie Karen, at Auntie Chris, at Katie. I love them all. It's my freaking Nana. Just like my own mother, I would do anything for, I would do anything for my mother's sisters, my mother's sister's daughter, my mother's mother. I love them to no end. Okay. But that was wrong, what they were doing. So I said, Nana, Karen, Auntie Karen, Auntie Chris, Katie, this is fucked up and it's wrong. And it's, and I'm going to say it's fucked up just so we're all clear that it's fucked up and I'm not happy. Okay. So cut the shit now. Send. Bloop, 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 bloop. Honey, Karen, you, you can't, you need to apologize to your Nana right now. Your, your grandmother, she called her. I said, who, grandmother? Nana is Nana, first of all. Show some respect. Second of all, you owe your sister an apology. We'll get to me in the way I called you guys out another time. But why don't you focus on what I said? Not how I said it. I know you're probably embarrassed I called you out in front of everybody. But let's, let's focus on the content of that message. You were being mean to your sister. My mom even said on the thread, it sounds like you guys are making fun of me. And that is what sent me over the edge. They are making fun of you, mom. That's why it feels like that. Because they are. And it's wrong. And let's call it what it is. And my aunt had the, had the balls to say, I hope you're not friends with your administration, with your principal on Facebook. I said, seriously? I should have added them before I posted the comments sticking up for bullying. They would have promoted me. If they, if they saw what I was, what I was doing and how I was advocating against that type of behavior on my own personal page. It's ridiculous. So my point is, and mine, we're fine. The sun came up and it set. I love them. They love me. Virtual hugs and kisses. We're not mad at each other because I know them. I love them. It's appropriate to call them out. That's my point about building a culture, building a classroom, building a team. We don't touch a tennis racket for the first week. 
we play get to know you games. We, we get to know our teammates. So that way, when I say, listen, you're not a singles player. I need you to play doubles or listen, you're going to practice punt returns, but you're never going to catch a punt in a game for me. But right now I need you to, I need you to get the punt team ready. Okay. And the kid knows that that's not personal. The kid knows I love him. And I know the kid loves me because we have a mutual connection and a, and a respect for the mission at hand. Okay. So we collectively as a people call it a, an American mission. We got to, you know, for the country or call it a human, however you need to justify it in your head to be kind to someone that you don't know, do it. But it's unacceptable. And for me, I'm like calling myself out. Like, dude, you got to be less mad about Brady going to the Bucks than you are about someone having a, a, a blatantly racist created player on a, on a game or someone blatantly saying something racist to one of your good friends who happens to be Chinese. Not my Chinese friend, my good close friend who happens to be Chinese. Okay. We just got to use people first language and be helping each other out. I'm just, I don't know. I'm ashamed at times, like I said, because I'm more mad about no NBA season than I am about kids in my own community that don't have food right now. And that's wrong. And I'm not more mad that I can't watch the Celtics than, than students in my community not being able to access certain things. I'm not, right? None of us are more upset about our own stuff than like the problems around us, right? But we are though. That's the thing. It's like we have to take our blinders off for a little bit and just help each other out. If you need a hand up, you got to put your hand up. And if you can give a hand, put your hand down and we'll let's help you. Let's just all kind of collectively help each other out. That's my big, that's my big spiel for today. My three big, uh, learning targets. I can be, I can say five kind things to myself and or others. Listen, nobody's harder on you than you. Okay. And that's just the reality of the situation. My dad told me, Sam, I used to be so scared. My first day at seventh grade, Sockaby Valley. Oh my God, I was mortified. I did not want to get on the bus. He said, Sam, you know what? You know what those people are thinking when you get on the bus? Because I talked about how many kids there were on the bus when I get on. They're all looking at me. They're all thinking I'm an idiot. He said, do you know what they're all thinking about you when you get on the bus? What? He said, they're thinking about what you're thinking about them. You know, so like we're all just super self-critical and over analytical and oh, what? just let it go, guys. Turn off the notifications on Facebook when it's appropriate. You know, don't sweat the small stuff. Help each other out. Ask for help when you need it. Give help when you can. Um, let's just take care of each other a little bit. Take care of yourself. You know, I'm going to be more consistent for me because this feels good to get on here and chat with you guys. But I also think even if it helps one person and one person's kind of counting on this feedback or this narrative or this talk or whatever, then, then I need to do it for that one person, you know? So I had a former football player reach out to me and he just said, Hey man, I just discovered your podcast. It's good stuff. And it just made my night. I was like, man, I appreciate you very much, you know? And so if one person's like needs a little something, or if this helps one person in a little way and they can parlay it into something else for somebody else, then I'm going to do that. Um, when I, when I apologize to Chi for, for his experience, one of my friends, Steve, I call him Duke, Nukem, commented, said, I love you, SJ. You're a good man. You're a good dude. Um, and then my friend, Emily Haskell commented and said, Hey, I love you, man. You speak for a lot of us. And, uh, those got me, man. I, I wanted to write back to those guys individually but I didn't know really what to say or how to say it in the moment. Um, so I just loved it. I love reacted it, but it meant a lot to me, man. And I, and I kind of needed to hear that in that moment. It just, it just made me feel good. And it made me feel like I needed to get on here and, and say something. And, and I don't know, it just felt, it just kind of, I didn't know I needed it. I didn't know I needed that help. I didn't know I needed that sort of pat on the back, but I received it. And it felt good. And then I was able to parlay it a day or two later into getting on the mic and just kind of sharing how I feel. Not that that's why Duke said what he said, or that's not, not that that's why Emily said what she said, but it, it just, it struck me digitally and then physically. And now I'm, now I'm doing something with that. So something that they said a couple of days ago is now manifesting itself in the real world around me. Okay, so whether it's someone saying something mean um, digitally, 
and you're standing there and you're upset by it or whether it's a troll or whether it's someone saying something nice, like we're rippling to each other positively or negatively. So, and I'm not trying to say I'm Mr. Positive all the time. And, oh, I just positive because I have bad days too. And that's one of the things that I need to overcome is I've, for the last five, six, seven months, however long I've been doing this, I've been trying to put myself into a position to get behind the mic and to, I don't want to do that. I just want to be me. And if I'm having a bad day, I'm having a bad day. If I'm having a good day, I'm having a good day. I don't want to try to give you guys a version of myself that I think you want. I just want to give you me because that's, that's what I can do. And so I know I've said it. I'll be more consistent. I'll be more consistent, but I promise I'll be more consistent. I want you guys to be more consistent as well in your lives. If you can, if you know, let's just help each other out. Let's just be reasonably decent, man. That's all. Let's just be reasonably decent to each other. I love you guys, man. If you love someone, tell them. Like, if you... It's like, bro, tell each other that. If, if someone means something, you tell them. Let them know. Clock's on. Steve said, man, I appreciate you. And I was like, it literally made my world. I was like, wow. Wow. Like, man, that felt good. Be authentic. Don't just say things to say them. Be, be authentic with what you're saying. Find something. Find something. Five good things. Find something to say to yourself. From a pure survival standpoint, sometimes I remind myself this. I um, can't remember where I saw this or read this or heard this, but humans are like the only mammal that's really conscious of our own death or of our own, like one day we're going to go. Animals in the wild are purely like instinctual and they just like make moves to get through the day and they eat when they're hungry and then they like, they do what they got to do. So like an animal that's in the woods and it's like, there's a, there's a predator and then they run away and then they get, and then they get away. The prey gets away. They're not like, where's that bear? They're, they're not actively worried about imminent danger or anything like that. They're just, all right, he's gone. Now I'm going back to picking berries or washing myself or whatever. We're the only beings that are so mindful of our own existence that we like get in our own way. So one thing that I do is I tell myself like from a pure survival standpoint, I'm here. I made it. Like that's a win. Like every day in the wild, an animal's probably only way to ch like check a success or a failure is if they lived the next day, right? Like if you lived, you made it again. Like you that's the game. Like you just survive as long as you can. So from a pure survival standpoint, you're already winning. You're already winning. I'm winning. We're winning. We've made it through the winters. We've made it through the summers. We've, we've fought off the disease enough. I mean, it's like we're, from a pure survival standpoint, we lived another day. Now that's not a bar that you want to over, like, that's not a box you want to be checking. You want to check that box every day. But what I'm saying is, is like, that can be an easy to-do list. Like, I woke up today alive. Check. That's one positive thing. Find another thing. And then build from there because there's something positive everywhere. But you got to just find it. Sometimes you have to justify it in a way that maybe, eh, you know. But I do it all the time where I'll make a to-do list and I'll put three things on the list that I've already accomplished just so I can start to feel good about the next things on the list. So sometimes you have to do that in your personal life. Tell yourself, hey. I made it through school or I made it through the day or I'm, I, you know, I mean, you have to be good to yourself. You have to be good to yourself. I love you guys, man. Be good to each other. Be reasonably decent to each other. Let's help each other out. Let's help each other out, man. Let's help each other out. I love you guys, man. I'm going to try to be more consistent. I'm going to try to be more regular with this. Just try to be better. It's a good opportunity right now to just try to find creative ways to... It's a good time to just find creative ways to just develop yourself mentally, physically. I mean, just find a way to, to make it happen, man. Make it happen. Watch it happen. Wonder what happened. But none of us know how to do this. <laughs> none of us know the answers, man. 
We all out here. We out here. We out here. I certainly don't have the answers. But I'll tell you what, though. I'm getting pretty pissed off at people being ignorant and intolerant. It has nothing to do with what side of the fence you're on, literally or figuratively. It has nothing to do with the color of anything. Okay? Skin, flag, I don't care what. It, it comes down to being reasonably decent. Okay? We need to start there. Don't bring your racket to tennis courts. Don't bother. Bring your sneakers. Bring a positive attitude. Okay? Help each other out online. Words carry weight. Sticks and stones may break, may break my bones. Really? Words will never hurt me. Sometimes I'd rather get cracked over the head with a stick or a stone than I would with a word, man. Words are powerful. Words are so powerful. Okay? And another thing, while I'm on this words are powerful thing, can we cool it? This is coming from an English major. So this is a place where I can kind of tell my, this is my zone a little bit. Okay? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a certified English teacher. Okay? And I'm asking gently that you grammar folks just tone it down a little bit with, with, belittling people about using the wrong blue, blue, or blue, or your, your, or your, or which, 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 okay? It's just unnecessary. My dad just um, delivered a care package for Sarah and I. He's funny. He's the best. He's my guy. It's just, it's like, dude, just stay low. Just lay low. Stay quarantined. Um, he just, he gets after it. He just doesn't know how to slow down. So, it's my dad. It's my dad for you. I, um, I love you guys, man. I'm trying to come up with creative ways, like intros and outros for the show. Just need to be more consistent, man. But I, I really appreciate the feedback and the comments and the and the messages and the criticism and all that stuff. I really it means a lot to me. Um gonna just get out of my own way, man, and don't not be so uh apologetic and just, just try to get after it and know that I'm not perfect, but I'm 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 trying my best and I'm you know. Just seeing what develops, man. But I really love you guys and I really appreciate you guys. And I promise this thing is going to grow and it's going to develop. And once I get some more swagger and just some more, you know, just kind of in my own zone, man. I promise this thing is going to really just take off. And I can't, I can't wait to see where it goes and get some people in here, some guests, and just, just see what, see what develops. Love you guys, man. Take care. Be well. I, I will see you soon. I promise you that. Early April, we're going to have another one of these things coming out, okay? Love you guys very much. Be easy. Take care. <laughs>